Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Executive Director of the Center for Inclusive Childcare, and I'm here with my colleague Brenda Lowe, our coach mentor. Thank you for being with us, Brenda. Hello. Glad you're here. We're going to talk about something today that is really a part of every early childhood setting and every setting in life. And actually, we all have to deal with transitions. And transitions can be really great, and they also can be the bane of your existence when you're working with young children. So today, Brenda, we're going to touch on some of the things that can happen as you look at transitions. What are some things that you note as a well-oiled machine out there in the childcare world. What are some of the things that come to mind when you think of a transition? What What are some of the challenges that can occur? You know, in the years that I've worked with um, early childhood professionals, I think this is one that's often overlooked and that often then those are the classes that filled up when it came to a training that was offered. Mm -hmm. What do I do with these transitions? I don't know what to do. There's only so many songs that I can do. Um, And so I think that it comes down to planning, Mm -hmm. being thoughtful and mindful of it. And so then I've been asked, well, how do I do that? How do I keep that in mind? How do I prepare for that? And I always, as I was a teacher once upon a time, when I was planning out my curriculum, it was kind of fun to think about, well, what could I do for a couple of transition activities as well during the week um, that would coincide with the curriculum that I have planned out? And that made it fun and interesting Mm -hmm. for the kids as well. So a couple of thought out activities for the week as in addition to some of your tried and true things that you would typically do such as like your cleanup song, making sure that it's the same cleanup song you would do each day. So when the song comes on, you get to a point where you don't even have to say anything. Yeah. The kids just know what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, you know, transitions are those those periods of time between activities and they are a part of our day. And what we know, especially for young children, it's it's a really important part of the day because it can help them learn what to expect. We can be they can it can help them prepare for what's coming. It can help with self-regulation skills in the mm-hmm. waiting game with We don't want too much waiting because we know that that doesn't go well with young children. Too long, too much waiting can cause some challenges. And when we think of transitions and you look at your day, oftentimes when I talk to folks about transitions in an early childhood setting, there are a lot that you can step back and go, do I really need that? Is that really necessary? Um, So today during our conversation, we're going to talk about some things that you can do as you assess the transitions that you have provided and planned. And also then in another installment, hopefully talk on some of those tools and, and nice little tricks that you can have in your bag, in your you know, not real bag, but your pretend bag of tricks that you can pull out when you have those transitions. But when we look at some of the things that possibly can come up in a transition and we look at, if we talk about just even including children with some unique needs, Mm -hmm. transitions can be the most challenging part of a day. Mm -hmm. And that can be something that happens with any children um, who might have some challenging behaviors, who might have some attentional issues, might have some processing issues that are concerning that they can't process all the information coming in. And we as adults are saying, okay, now I want you to 
throw your garbage away after lunch, put your lunchbox in your cubby, go in the bathroom, wash your hands, and then come back and sit on the rug, we're going to have a story. And so I was in a setting and I watched the provider do that and go through that whole long list. And one little guy that I was there to support, he ended up standing in the bathroom holding his lunchbox because those were the pieces that he heard and was able to process. And so helping that, that was a great opportunity for that provider to go, oh, wow, that tells me a lot. And so being observant Mm -hmm. during your transitions when you have little ones who mm-hmm. seem to be kind of lagging behind the group mm-hmm. and you're wondering, oh, what's going on? Taking a minute to step back and think, okay, what is the piece that's not connecting there? Well, and maybe it is that they just haven't had the experiences yet to be able to follow those two and three step directions. Right. So many times our teachers, they we clump our kids. Mm-hmm. So, well, they're four years old, so they should be able to follow all of those directions, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're, this is their first experience as an, in an early childhood setting. And so they haven't been done. They haven't done that before. Or maybe they're accustomed. They, they've, they've been with grandma for mm-hmm. years and grandma's good for throwing away lunch and setting up the nap time area for little Johnny or what have you. Um, And you know, what happens is that child gets nervous. Yeah. Anxiety kicks in, fear kicks in. And sometimes, you know, the other children may start giggling or um, you're not supposed to be doing that. And then the child starts feeling, you know, bad about Mm -hmm. themselves in that moment, which it only escalates the situation. Um, And then while the teacher is dealing with that in one direction, in another direction, behaviors might be happening. Um, So it's important to, like you said, keep your finger on the pulse of your classroom of what's going on with how many of making sure that the transitions aren't too lengthy and yet Mm -hmm. not too simple as well. Mm -hmm. And that the children are not waiting for you in the long, you know, in the, in the long run of it all, they're not waiting. So like, for example, I've been in classrooms where the teacher will tell the children to go ahead and sit down in the group time rug and wait for her. Mm-hmm. And then she's cleaning up the, the tables mm-hmm. from lunchtime, which is very, is very necessary. Sure. But the children are waiting for a very long time. Guess what's happening over on that group time r- area rug? Yeah. They are wrestling. <laughs> yeah, because they're filling the time and yep. they're creative. They're filling that time. Other other examples of that is waiting in line for the drinking fountain oh. or waiting in line to use the bathroom, all of the kids at once instead of dismissing a couple at a time. And so you might have the child who's standing there and sees that child in front of them pretty close in proximity and they might just give a little push just to see what happens. Not to be just this malicious, mean kid, but to just go, you know what? This is kind of boring. I'm going to make it a little more exciting and interesting. I'm going to see what happens when I do this. Or if there's someone in front of them with long flowing hair (laughs) and they just want to touch that hair, they just want to touch it. But when the child in front of them who's attached to that hair is pulling away, well, then that child might grab on and then you've got that challenging behavior situation. And I think going back to what you were saying to the finger on the pulse, Brenda, was really a good reminder to say, what am I doing to set children up for success? by the way I plan my day because we are the grown-ups. We're the ones who are able to plan the day. Mm-hmm. They're just really waiting for us to tell them what's coming next. And mm-hmm. routines are really calming. Rules and expectations are really um, helpful when they're consistent. And so transitions can also be part of that whole lovely mm-hmm. safety net 
but we can also overdo it. Yes. 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 I've been in classrooms where we've had to take a step back and think about, I do we have too many transitions in the day? Do we really need to clean up one more time mm-hmm. before we transition. Do we really need do we can we can we go outside later? Do we really have to go outside during this time? Mm-hmm. Would it be a good idea to go outside before we sit down for group time? Mm-hmm. Um there's been situations where there's been a little bit of negotiation mm-hmm. where um, the classroom wasn't quite, mm, they were still working on doing some cleanup. Let's just put it that way. And in order to, the, the transition to go outside was a little rough. They were a younger group. And so we eliminated a few transitions in the day to make it a little bit more streamlined. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, one of the things that left for a while was the cleanup before they went outside. Okay. Now I know that that can be a little bit, mm, that can be a little tough for some, especially centers mm-hmm. where there's tours coming in. So I would say definitely have a conversation with your director and have that okayed. But on the other hand, that really calmed down the classroom because it was one thing that they didn't have to do. Right. So and you're already, saver. that transition to outside is already big because you're often getting your gear on, you're getting everybody right. to and from. And so to eliminate one more step, one more. wonderful. And that's a great example as we kind of wrap up this first conversation about transitions is to say, it, it only took one thing to make a difference, but I'm sure the lessened stress level on the part of the teachers and the children by eliminating that one cleanup was a nice change that made a difference. Huge. Yeah. And that's what we can do is just to, to really look at what those tiny things can do that make a difference and transitions sometimes are those tiny, easy things to adjust. And so thank you, Brenda. I look forward to talking more about some specifics on ways to test for whether or not your transition is really necessary. So we look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.